Welcome to the Chatbots Magazine Podcast, where we uncover the secret lives of chatbots, machine learning, artificial intelligence, natural language processing. We will get to the bottom of all of these. We will go over the top chatbots news over the past week, the best articles on Chatbots Magazine written by you, and of course, the best part, questions from the community. All right, bot makers, let's get to it. Hey, bot makers, welcome to the first ever episode of the Chatbot Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Matt Schlick, creator of Chatbots Magazine and the largest bots group on Facebook, and my co-host, Ben Parr. Hey, everyone. Who has over a quarter million fans on Facebook and used to be the editor of Mashable. So... In these podcasts, and this being the first one, we're going to go over the news in bots over the past week, our favorite articles on Chatbots Magazine, and of course, we are going to take questions to us from the community about bots. Also, at the end of this podcast, we're going to announce the winner of the O'Reilly Media AI Conference, which is coming up at the end of September in New York City. So cross your fingers, or skip to the end, and... <laughs> And hope that you won. All right, Ben, you ready? Yeah, but except for the part where I can't win that contest. I know. It's okay. But you, I'm sure O'Reilly would love to have you <laughs> regardless. We can probably hook you up with a free ticket. Uh, so, so let's get into the news of this week. Uh, so first thing, TechCrunch wrote a huge article uh, called Bursting the Chatbot Bubble, talking about how are chatbots a thing? Are they going to succeed? Is there a bubble? What do you think, Ben? So it was written by a contributor at TechCrunch, um, Aaron, who runs a mobile group chat app. And, you know, what he's trying to basically, like, there's a lot, he's trying to basically say that there's, it's part of a tech hype cycle. And in some ways he's which, right. Which I agree with. Which, absolutely. There's absolutely, but there's always hype on new technologies. But, you know, I would say there's a difference between um, let's say the hype towards something like a Google Glass or um, even a Bitcoin in some sense, and a hype between something like a virtual reality or some of the technology or social networks in the beginning. And those technologies have lasted longer. Just because there's hype does not mean something is not going to be a major technology, is not going to stick around. And I think that uh, while he makes good points, the conclusion probably isn't right. I mean, but I do agree that bots are definitely very hyped right now. Oh, absolutely. For sure. And I, I, you know, I honestly have a hard time finding a bot that I really like. However, on the other hand, I think bots aren't going anywhere. I think bots are here to stay. So here's the thing about bots and the ecosystem right now. Everyone, when it came out in the beginning, everyone's thinking, oh, we're going to have all this advanced AI tech and NLP and machine learning. They're going to be able to have conversations with them just as if you were having a conversation with your friend. And those expectations were way overshot. In a decade, we'll be there. We're not there with AI tech yet. But there are clear use cases where a bot or bots can add value. And I think the biggest thing to remember here is that most of us live in our messaging apps all the time. And so it's just just where you are. And so you just replicate simple use cases um, with your bots. I agree. I mean, I remember when uh, iPhone apps first came out. And it was like tic-tac-toe and these ridiculous apps that nobody uses today. 
But long term, apps on iPhone succeeded and did very well. So I think you know the thing that I continuously think when I think of bots is messaging platforms are growing faster than social networks. More people use messaging platforms every day than social networks. Bots represent the only scalable way for businesses to communicate with people on messaging platforms. So obviously, every company is going to have to have a bot. They're going to start out in the beginning, and they're not going to be very good. But over time, they're going to get better and better. So one other thing, like I've I've seen some simple use cases where it's been valuable. Like um, there was that um, what's the name of that bot company that just like delivers uh, gifts? Yep, a really simple one. Like where's your address? Where's that kind of thing? And then I got wine in a few days. Um, whether like it, it was just like a simple but fun use case that didn't require any advanced AI tech to work and to work pretty well. Totally. And speaking of new chatbots that are are valuable, Pizza Hut and Whole Foods also announced that they came out with their own chatbots. I mean, I guess it's a matter of opinion on how valuable these things are. But Pizza Hut. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> I I grew up. In a small town where the only pizza, like, you got Pizza Hut pizza. So you know what? Uh, that's still awesome that they're doing it. So, you know, basically the Pizza Hut chatbot and these others, uh, they allow you to, like, order pizza. I mean, that's cool. Yep. I, yeah. I can just, like, message and I can get myself a pepperoni pizza. Yep. I mean, arguably, there's been a lot of articles that I've seen where I think it takes like 80 steps to order a pizza on a chatbot, whereas if you call them, it takes like under a minute to, to put together your order. But on the other hand, this stuff will get better, and the only way the Pizza Hut bot will be able to beat a phone call is if they start collecting data now. So I think that's cool. I think it's also cool that companies are jumping on chat chatbots. Um, with, with the Whole Foods bot, you can basically get recipes, and so you can figure out what kind of things you, you would want to make and what kind of groceries you would that want That seems like a better use case than the straight order. At least one where if it doesn't require 80 steps, you know? Like, I can definitely see myself. I'm going to actually message the Whole Foods bot now for recipes and getting suggestions. I could, like, look up in the morning and be like, I'll cook this thing tonight. That's a perfect use case. Yeah. Yeah. The, I, I, think, I think it's pretty cool. And I think that it'll get better over time. And they'll learn that maybe there's a specific thing that people are searching for when they're talking to the bot, and, and Whole Foods will be able to improve this bot over time. Again, we're at the beginning stages of bots and conversational UI. You're going to start off with things that have like 80 steps, like the Pizza Hut ordering bot. As people get smarter about it, it's going to become less steps, and it's not going to just be conversational UI. They're going to use you know how Facebook has, has more advanced menu systems, and they're going to use uh, more simpler menus to really lower the amount of steps. Um, yeah. And eventually more advanced AI and machine learning, but we're still... I, I just want to get to that point where it feels like I'm actually talking to a person. And I think we're probably like five to ten years you know, out from that, but that would be awesome. What I want is to message a bot and be like, I want Pad Thai, and I want the answer back to be chicken or beef. No, I want it to just be like, I want Pad Thai. And they'd be like, dope, we know the Pad Thai that you like the best. It's on the way. We already charge your credit card. <laughs> that, that would be greatest. So the other thing uh, is Slack announced the 14 uh, startups that they invested in with the Slackbot Fund, which is an $80 million fund that Slack manages to specifically grow the app ecosystem around Slack. And obviously right now that's focused a lot on, on bots. And so those companies are Awesome, Growbot, Wade & Wendy, Begin, Candor, Howdy, Pseudo, Abacus, Birdly, Butter AI, M, Consensus, Lattice, and Automat. 
So hopefully we'll be seeing some really cool announcements from, from those companies. And I think it's super awesome that Slack has its own fund, which they're using to kind of spark the ecosystem, which is actually, if you remember, something that Facebook did in the early days of the Facebook platform. That was run by Dave McClure, who's now, you know, who's the founder of 500 Startups. So Slack Fund is an interesting fund. They, uh, they focus on investing in things that will help the ecosystem more than making profit. They most of their LPs, so the people who invest in that fund, are actually there the Slack investors. Their goal is to grow the bot ecosystem and the Slack ecosystem and the ecosystem of enterprise apps built on top of Slack. Um, I found it funny, like so they don't announce like who the investors are on the Slack fund, but um, the main Slack fund guy, his name, the new guy, his name is Jason Spinell, and he used to be um, a venture guy at Axion Systems and an undercurrent. And so he just started a few months ago as the like Slack fund manager, and that has to be a fun job. We gotta get him on the podcast. Absolutely. Next, next, coming up, guys. Oh yeah, you, if, you wait. He will be on a future podcast. So start submitting your questions now, and we, we will bombard him. If you know him, go ahead and bombard him and tell him he has to come on our podcast. Send him a Slack message. Yeah. <laughs> next up, we got Cisco has done a partnership uh, related to chatbots with two. Chatbot API platforms. One is API.ai, and the other one is Gupshop.io. This is this is pretty cool because uh, Cisco is they're putting a lot of attention on helping their clients and the people they work with on building chatbots. And I think I think it's a great thing that instead of trying to reinvent the wheel and build everything themselves, they're partnering with existing existing platforms that are in the ecosystem. So this is not a thing that they Cisco would have done. I know Cisco really well. It's not a thing they would have done before Chuck Robbins, who's the new CEO of Cisco, but this is a thing they'll do now. They're more about partnerships than they were before. Um, Cisco actually does a decent job of what I call enterprise social. They have some very good people, um, Autumn Truong and others, who help figure out like how to uh, blaze a trail on new technologies. And Cisco has been on a le- is a leading edge by doing something like this. So I applaud them for that. Um, but there's actually a consistent theme with them. They are a big company. They are, a slow, they are an enterprise company. It comes with all those challenges. But they're not afraid to jump in into new things. So this is a cool partnership on their part. And it's cool of them to realize that they were never going to build that hardcore um, chatbot tech in themselves. The partnerships are a good idea. Maybe they'll just buy one of these companies. Maybe. They buy all the chatbot companies. <laughs> Maybe that's what will happen. Um, and they'll, they'll just consolidate, and they're just trying to figure out which, which platforms people like the most. So now, that's kind of the biggest news mm-hmm. from the past week. There's probably a couple other things we missed, but that's, that's definitely what stood out to me. Uh, so now let's talk about the top posts that we have on Chatbots Magazine, which let's also appreciate the fact that there are over 200 people that write for Chatbots Magazine, and they're not paid. They contribute content because... They love chatbots, and they love machine learning, and they love natural language processing, and they love sharing this information with the community, which I think is super, super, super awesome. And I think we all really appreciate all the effort that all the writers for Chatbots Magazine put into this. Thank you, writers. Thank you, writers. You guys you guys rock, honestly. I mean, you guys spend hours and hours every week putting this together, so it makes us very happy that we can highlight some of your, some of your posts on... The weekly podcast for Chatbots Magazine. So, what is the what were the top articles this week, Matt? So, top articles this week. We have to bot or not to bot. That's not the question from Tal Ben Simon. Hmm. 
and this was posted in Chatbot's magazine. Uh, I like his choice of top image. Um, so the top image, for those who don't see it, you should go look at the article, is um, is a stormtrooper holding a stormtrooper helmet while wearing a stormtrooper outfit. I just I just like the picture a lot. So the question here is really like, should people have bots? Should companies have bots? Or should every company have a bot? So I find it interesting. He utilizes um, he utilizes my friend Niriel's um, hook model. So I actually in, um, in my book Captivology I interviewed Niriel, and he talks about how you hook people into using products. And I think right now when you talk about bots, uh, we're like such at the early stages. People haven't like once people get used to this that kind of flow, I think they'll be more and more hooked. So he's talking a lot in this article about the process in which people get hooked on a product like a chatbot and the four stages of the hook model and how he used that to build triggers into some of the into some bots. So what do you think? It's a really, really long, in-depth, detailed article. Everyone should like read it because this thing, let's see, it has wow, it's like a 10, 15 minute read. It's very image heavy. And so it talks a lot about like the hook model, and then it talks about some of the old interfaces, and then it has a couple key takeaways. And his process in creating a, a trading bot. Yeah. So he ma- he makes let's talk about his like some of his key takeaways. I won't spoil them all. You need to read the article if you want them all. I agree with this first one. The first one he has, though, which is bots are the new primitive apps. And it's that, you know, this is the new, this is a new interface. This is a new interface that people are going to use. But we're still in the early stages. So we can't expect the world out of our chatbots quite yet. So I think he's absolutely right on that part. And the UI still needs work. Um, One other I would say that interests me is um, he talks a lot about distribution. And I think that is really hard. And I think this is a thing where there's going to be a lot of opportunity to help with the dis- the distribution of bots. Because, uh, you know, you can post on Facebook pages and things like But it's always been hard, like, for example, to get not- your app noticed. The exact same challenges that occur with a bot. Do you advertise? Do you try guerrilla marketing campaigns? Do you try – what do you try? Which, what which work? This, this, kind of go, this goes into the next article that I think was interesting, which was written by Sar Harabakti, which he contributes quite a lot to Chatbots magazine. He's done a really great job. And his article is, bots are here. Let's move on to the boring stuff. And what he goes over is you know, it, talking, talking about different, different concerns and different things that we as a community and an industry need to figure out. So one, when you build a bot – is some larger company going to come along and just destroy you and, and build that themselves? Or uh, is Facebook going to start charging uh, a percentage on transactions that you make within your bot, similar to how Apple does on the App Store? Are you actually making a bot that's that's just a feature, or are you making a bot that is actually its own product? And then what are the different business models for bots? And which bot is going to be the most successful person? He, he doesn't necessarily have... The answers to any of these, it's just... None of us do. None of us do. It's just the recommendation that these are things that we should start thinking about, which which I think are totally true. What are the first business models that, that are going to emerge with bots? I have no idea. I'm not sure. Will Facebook try to monetize transactions in bots? I think that's a very definite yes, but we still have yet to see how exactly they're going to Well, do it may not be transactions. It may be, it, it may be through advertising. It may be through a lot of different ways. We just don't know yet. 
So if you guys want to read more in depth on, on this topic, go to chatbotsmagazine.com, go to the latest articles, and find the title, Bots Are Here, Let's Move On to the Boring Stuff. It's a good article. This is probably his like 15th article in Chatbots Magazine. He might be the most active writer on Chatbots Magazine ever, which is crazy because I've actually – there's hundreds and hundreds of posts on Chatbots Magazine. And personally, even though I created the magazine, I've only ever written two posts. <laughs> You're admitting that? <laughs> I've only ever written two posts. However, the first post I wrote has over 50,000 views. And if you Google Chatbots, it is the first result in Google. It's a crazy one. In, at least in most countries. First or second. But usually first. Which, which, which I think is great. Um, especially because I link to a lot of other, a lot of companies who are helping people create chatbots on a lot of platforms. And it's, it's like a giant, uh, everybody benefits from, yeah. from this article, I think. And I think that's kind of our goal with, with Chatbots Magazine. Um, so th- those, are, those are, I think, our favorite posts. That, that we've had on Chatbots Magazine within the past week. If anyone out there is writing posts for this week or you've written before, we can't wait to read your articles. We can't wait to promote them across the internet and within the community. And hopefully, next week on our next podcast, episode two, we will be able to highlight your It'll be the feature your article. It'll be um, fantastic. So we're looking for great articles to feature here. Contribute to Chatbots Magazine. Yeah, and and we will do our best to, to kind of spread right. the word. So let's do let's do let's do. The, I think this is going to be the best part of every podcast here. Really? Yeah. What part is that, Mister Benjamin? I think it's so. The final part of every podcast that we're doing, we're going to be taking questions from the community, and we're going to be answering them. And I think this was actually your idea. It's a. I believe it was. It was <laughs> a one. It was. So look. Um, I think a lot of what's happening in the industries about education is learning about is learning about bots in general and learning about what may or may not work. But also just you know, there's so many questions that, um, especially you are asked all the time yep. about bots and the future of bots, or even just like I've started a bots company, how do I fundraise, or and not how just do I market, and and even just AI in general. I see a lot of those questions as well. You know, this is a very large ecosystem. Um, that's growing only faster because bots hits in a lot of different areas. So how about this? I'm going to ask a few of these questions and we're going to try to answer, uh, provide some kind of answer and try to like think them through and maybe we go back and forth on that. Yes. All right, guys. Are you ready? Bot makers, this is the first ever Ask Chatbots magazine segment. Ben, kick it off. All right. I'm going to screw up on names, so apologies to anyone's names. Andre Sabonskli asks... What is the most challenging part of making bots popular today? That's a great that's, so that's a great question. So right now, if you make a bot and you don't already have a massive amount of distribution because you are a huge company or a celebrity or a massive publication, it's really, really difficult to get your bot out there and, and to find users for it. So and this is definitely a question I get asked all the time. So my recommendation is that you can use now is one you should get your bot featured on botlist which is a directory you should get your bot featured on botpages.com which is another directory and you could experiment with advertising i don't know if you have a budget for that but definitely if your bot is driving people towards uh some sort of 
transaction. Maybe you could spend money on, on advertising. You should write content. So you should be creating blog posts about why you made this bot, success stories of people using your bot, uh, how you made the bot. But I think what we're really hoping for is that – oh, and you should definitely submit to Product Hunt. That's, that's definitely something you should do. Um, and you could potentially also contact press uh, that's, that covers – you know, if you have a health um, bot, you could contact press that writes about health. But I think long-term what we're hoping for is that Facebook and other platforms are going to do a better job at surfacing bots on their platform. So if you have a health bot and I'm currently searching on Facebook for a health-related question, Facebook could recommend that I actually start talking to your bot and maybe that could drive a massive amount of interactions. I think – I think in the, you have to kind of look at the early days of the App Store of – you know, and I think that's a good comparison to things that make it go popular. You know, in the end, it really is build a great product. Build a product that re-engages people multiple times per week. Build a bot that people want to message with, you know. Have, like, eventually it's just a matter of what's a great product that people are willing to think, like, I need to go and uh, open that bot today or I'm going to respond to that message it sent me today. Totally. The more, the, the more value you provide with your bot, the more likely it is that the people who find out about it will keep using it, and the more likely it is that they'll recommend it to a friend. And I think making it easy for friends, for you to recommend a bot to others, to make recommend, have people recommend your bot to others, is also very helpful. That's the like organic style of promotion. So it's like step one, build a bot that's actually useful and valuable, and... People, people love. Mm-hmm. Step two, there's a hundred things you need to do to promote your bot, and you need to start getting on that right now. Yep. All right. Question from Robbie Gupta. My question, who do you think will win the bot platform war? Facebook with Messenger and WhatsApp, Slack, Telegram, Google with Android, or Apple, bot-enabled with notifications? Question mark. Well, Robbie... Uh... I, I don't know. I mean, this is a super tough question. I think I think that there there's going to be winners on all the platforms, and they're they're quite different. It's not like I'm only going to use iOS, and I'm you know with there's Apple. not going to be a winner take all. Yeah, it's it's, gonna, it's it's really really tough. I think just just in the same way, there's not really winner take all in app ecosystems. You know, there is a there's a pop, well populated Android app store and an iPhone app store, and, and any other thing. There's going to be multiple ones, and you know you're right, Matt. That the app, the bots on different platforms are so different. A Telegram bot, it really is significantly different than a Facebook Messenger bot, or what maybe Apple will do with bots, or what Google will really do with bots. They're going to all be so different. There's a lot of diversity. There's very, there's only a few commonalities, which is the conversational UI. Beyond that, these platforms have taken it in different directions. So, I don't think you worry about who's going to win the bot platform war. You build for where you think your audience is. You build for which where you like to build the most, and you just build. Yeah, no, I think I think that's what's going to happen for sure. I think it's we have no answer. It's impossible. We have no idea. All right, uh, one or two more questions. Let's do one more question, and Ben choose very wisely. <sighs> Drum roll, please. All right, I'm going to go back to an uh, a question asked by. Andrew, who asked our first question, and I really like it. And it is, what metrics would you use as KPIs to evaluate bot popularity? Or I think it's just in general, 
what are the metrics to evaluate the success of a bot? So this is this is a great question, and I think it's it's definitely something that everybody's trying to figure out right now. And there's there's an ob- there's a couple obvious answers, and then there's a more difficult answer, which I don't think we have yet. And so the more obvious answer is if you put a bot out there and you have a hundred people start talking with that bot today, and a month from now, those hundred people are still talking to that bot, and six months from now, a hundred people, are, those same hundred people are still talking to the bot. That probably means that your bot is doing very well. So retention, uh, how how many people continue to talk to your bot and don't unsubscribe or block it? I think that's a very good way and a very simple and high level way to track how successful your bot is. The more difficult way to track it is, you know, how like how. Conversational user experience is much different than a website. A website, you can say, how many people click this button? And because the main way that someone can interact with a website or an app is by clicking an option. Whereas in a bot, you could have a big part of the interactions actually being conversational. And so it's based on what that person is saying to you and how happy you're making them. So I think there's going to be some analytic platforms for bots that come out that are going to measure the happiness level. That, that someone talking to a bot has. And you're going to be able to see that 70% of the people that talk to my bot are very happy and 30% of the people who talk to my bot aren't. And these are the reasons that those 30% aren't happy. And this is... Now I need to figure out how, how to fix that. I think we have a few friends working on something like that, on the semantics. Yeah, I, I've, I've definitely talked to a couple people for sure that, that are trying to so tackle that problem. I, my answer would be it's it really depends on the objective of the bot. So look... If you're building an e-commerce style bot, the the answer is, do you drive sales? Do you drive revenue? If you're trying to build a customer service bot, the metric is, did you help resolve um, a customer service issue? And did you lower the percentage in which people had to go to an app, talk to an actual person by the end? Because talking to an actual person in customer service costs a lot of money. And so if bots can reduce those that problem by 50%, you will have saved a company millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars. So it really depends on what's the objective of the bot. And you need to understand what your objective is. Is it engagement? Is it, mar- is it, is it marketing? Is it yeah, I mean, sales? Like if, if you're selling t-shirts, then a lot of sales is, is very successful. If you're a health bot that is trying to help people figure out what's wrong with them, than having accurate... And retention for that one. Yeah, exactly. So, 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 so it's different. Yeah, so it just depends on what your objectives are. But overall, retention would probably be a very... Retention's good. so important. Because that's the only way that the entire ecosystem's right. We build bots that retain audiences' attention. Yes. <laughs> All right, guys. This... I mean, guys, this was great. We, we loved your questions. We can't wait to get the next ones. We know that there's so many of you out there who are not only learning about bots for the first time and deciding whether or not a, a bot is something that you need to use with your company and figuring out what exactly that bot is, but we know there's so many of you that are coding your own bots and that are building your own bots and that are starting businesses and are fundraising and are trying to figure out how do you take an idea to becoming the Snapchat of the world of bots. And that's something that we want to help you with. So write articles on Chatbots Magazine. We will talk about them. Get in the news. We will, of course, talk about you then. 
and ask us questions. If you're trying to figure out how to fundraise, ask us. If you have very specific questions about conversational user experience, ask us. If you want to be a guest host on the show, tell us, because we would love to have you. That's it for for Ask Chatbots Magazine. Please. Go ahead. Please share. Subscribe. Please share. Tell your friends. But we have one more thing. Oh, yes. Which which we, everyone that's gotten this far in the podcast, you are amazing, and we love you. Now, this last thing is we are going to announce the winner for the O'Reilly Media AI Conference Giveaway, which is taking place in New York at the end of September. So it's coming up really soon. And so we posted last week giving away a ticket, a silver pass, which is worth about $1,000, which gets you access to pretty much everything. And O'Reilly was very, very excited to work with us and very excited to send one person from our community to this conference. And so almost 100 people submitted submitted to go win this. And we can only choose one winner. And what we did is we put those 100 people into a random selector program. That's a very technical term. And and, and we're, we're about to push a button, and it's going to spit out one of these people. Are you guys... You guys ready? I'm gonna do a drum roll for you, alright? Okay. Cross your fingers, Bob. It could be you. Three, two, one. Boop! And the winner of the O'Reilly Media AI Conference Silver Pass is. Giselle Gonzalez! <laughs> Woo! Congrats! You posted, you you entered the contest, and you won, and we will be sending you a silver pass. And I hope you hear this in the podcast. And if you know, if you know Giselle Gonzalez, you should message them right now and tell them that they want a silver pass from Chatbox Magazine. That's amazing. That is amazing. Giselle, you better take lots of photos, and you better write a blog post, and we can't wait to hear what it's like. And then you can tell us about your experience on the podcast. Oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> that's a great idea. Not only did you win a silver pass, but you won. You won a guest spot on the most popular bots podcast <laughs> in the entire world. <laughs> All right, everybody. We will see you next week. And we can't wait to hang out with you in the bots group and on Twitter and on Facebook Messenger and everywhere else. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. That concludes this episode of the Chatbots Magazine podcast. I hope you all learned a lot about the secret lives of chatbots. Join us next week for probably an even better episode. All right, bot makers. Keep innovating, keep making cool stuff, and keep inspiring those around you. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe.